handout there. What I want to talk about tonight is uh, the desire for God's Word. And so I, I began to think and look into this idea of desire, and you know, often thoughts lean towards strong feelings of wanting something or wishing for something to happen. Uh, and, and sometimes we just kind of have that idea. I remember my brother, <laughs> I was just talking to him on the phone today uh, for a few minutes, and, and uh, thinking back, we've got, uh, how many of you remember 8mm film? Anybody remember 8mm film? <laughs> well, we used to, my dad had 8mm cameras, and he would shoot all these 8mm films. Well, I have them all. And uh, just, I remember my brother wanting the Lone Ranger. Now, back when I was a kid, you know, you're, 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 we, they, we would call them action figures, too. They weren't uh, dolls. So the Lone Ranger was an action figure. And they actually had leather on his mask and all this stuff. And so my brother so desired to have that for his birthday. <laughs> and I remember uh, them having it there. And you see us, like, in the video. I'm just a little guy, but I wanted to touch the thing. And it was his, you know, but his desire was to have this thing. His desire was so great that I think he started talking to my dad shortly after Christmas about what he wanted for his birthday in April. His birthday wasn't until April 30th. Uh, it's sort of like Connor. He'll start talking to us about his birthday. It's in May. He'll start talking to us in December about his birthday in May. So, uh, but always knowing what he wants. And there's just this strong feeling of wanting something. Have you ever been there? You just have that strong feeling you want something. You know, you're driving down the road and you just can't have it. You have a Big Mac attack and you just got to pull in, right? And you have to have, <laughs> you have that desire. <laughs> you have to have it. And here's the thing. We often have desires for things that are not really best for us sometimes. And so when we have those desires, we, we, they, they sometimes aren't best for you. I'll tell you what I love. I, we had a little amusement park. I was just sharing this with uh, Brother Dustin the other day. We were out eating and, and I shared with him, we used to have this park called Kennywood Park. And uh, when I go to the Kennywood Park there, they would have these french fries that they would make. And, and I know they were fried in peanut oil and everything else. And I mean, they used to leave the skins on them. But man, they were so greasy and so salty and so good. You know what I mean? And you knew, you, you, as soon as you walked in the park, you were like, and you had to go have those first before you rode the Thunderbolt or went to see Kennywood, uh, the, the Kenny Kangaroo. You, you always wanted those. Or you wanted this ice cream. And I was sharing with them when I used to go there that they had this square thing of ice cream. And, and it had uh, like, uh, you know how a single cone would look, but it had like two holders there to hold this piece of ice cream. And then they would stick that thing in chocolate and then they would put peanuts on it and put anything else on that you wanted. I mean, if you wanted whipped cream on it, but you were sitting there just eating this thing and it's massive. And, and you know, and my kids said, Dad, let me have a bite of that. And I was like, no, you know. <laughs> And you desired it, but it probably wasn't the best thing for you, and you desire those things. It's sort of like you want that cheesesteak at midnight. That's probably not a good idea, right? I'm desiring a cheesesteak at midnight with onions and green peppers or, or that meatball sub at about 2 a.m., and then at 4 a.m., you're reminded that you ate that meatball sub at 2 a.m., and, you know, so we desire these things, and we want these things. And, but to have a desire for what is good is what Peter's communicating here to the believers. Notice that he told them what to lay aside. If you look in verse uh, 1, he said laying aside. He said there's some things we need to put aside and, and some things we need to just get rid of. And, and yet he comes and he says, now as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, it's a little bit more pure. It, it's something that's really good for you. 
And, and so he, he's telling us that which is pure. So he associates this sincere milk with that of tasting the graciousness of the Lord. And if you look in verse 3, if so be ye have tasted, you ought to underline that in your Bible, uh, he's talking about this milk and tasting the graciousness of God uh, is what he brings up here. And so uh, the idea is this. Do you have enthusiasm for the Word of God? When you wake up in the morning, and uh, do you have time that you set aside for God, for His Word? I mean, is it something you are just desiring? You have some enthusiasm for it. You, you can't wait to open it up. It's that ice cream. It's those french fries. It's that, you know, that cheeseburger. It's that whatever you desire. But do I have that kind of desire for the Word of God, to really get into the Word of God that way. So here's the idea, and I, and I thought about this. When you have a yearning for God's Word and that yearning turns to action, it'll help you grow spiritually. When that yearning turns to action, it'll help you grow spiritually, and it'll allow you to reach others with the message of Christ as well. So I was thinking about when there's a desire for God's Word, it'll bring about some things. And two things that I came up with is spiritual determination and spiritual growth. It'll bring about spiritual determination. It'll bring about spiritual growth. In verse 2, he says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. And here, as Peter speaking, Peter's message was to put aside or eliminate some items from your spiritual uh, diet. And so when you think about it, uh, just like you uh, have things that you need to put in your diet and take out of your diet, uh, there, are, there are times you go to the doctor's office and the last time I went, I have to tell you folks, I went in and she did all my blood work and checked everything out and I have no cholesterol, no diabetes, no high blood pressure, no heart disease. She just went down the list and, and then she said to me, she, she said, you know what, if there's only one recommendation I would make to you is, is maybe eat some carrots because it's more pure sugar that's in the carrots. And then she said this to me, she said, what are you doing? <laughs> How are you keeping that healthy? Now, I'm 54 years old, and I'm grateful for my health because my family has some health issues. All the things I just mentioned to you, they have problems with that. But the one thing I'm thankful for is my wife is helping me with my diet. <laughs> She's making sure I don't put stuff in me I'm not supposed to be putting in me. And I know that's helping me. And so there are things that I've had to eliminate or to get out of my life so that I don't have those difficulties. So as you well know, there are items that we have a, what I'd call a hankering for. Do you ever have a hankering for something? See, down in Virginia, we'd have a hankering for something. My wife used to laugh because I'd have a hankering sometimes for Long John Silvers. And, and, and if you've never eaten at Long John Silvers, they used to have these crispy, crunchy things in there, and, and they used to give them to you. Now when you go in, they charge you for them. And all it was was all the breading that was fried and left over from the fish, and it was just laying in the bottom of the thing, and they'd scoop it up, throw it in a little basket, give it to you. And me, man, the malt vinegar went on it, and so did the ketchup, and I'd just take a spoon and eat it because <laughs> I thought it was so good. And, and I'd get a hankering for that, but I also loved the cod that they had there. But, you know, the cod was deep-fried, battered fish. And, and so, but I would have a hankering for that. 
And if you've never had a hankering for something, you don't know what I'm talking about. Now, you're from a little bit down around the south. You know what a hankering is, right? You have a hankering for something. You really want to eat that thing, whatever that might be. I remember I was watching TV one day, and uh, Oprah Winfrey had uh, Paula Deen on. And I'm not a big Oprah Winfrey fan, but I was a huge Paula Deen fan because that lady could cook. Amen? And uh, so she was on there one day, and she was making something for Oprah Winfrey. And she kept putting uh, butter in there, and she looked at her, and she said, Oprah Winfrey said to Paula Dean, she said, man, you sure are putting way too much butter in there. She said, honey, I'm your cook, not your cardiologist, amen? <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, man, because see, in the South, butter's on everything, man. You got to have butter on everything. I mean, you, you, you know, whenever you get your grits, <laughs> there's a stick of butter on it, I think, you know. But you have a hankering for things. You want things. And so when you wake up in the morning or before you put your head on the pillow, do you have a yearning? in your heart like that for the Word of God? Do you have a yearning in your heart for the Word of God like that? And I began to think about praying in His Word. Do you have a yearning in your heart to hear from God? If you want to hear from the Lord, one, you need to pray. Number two, you need to be in your Bible. You need to be reading the Scriptures. If you want to hear from God, then you need to, if you have that desire, believe me, He's there. And he wants to hear from you, but he certainly will speak to your heart, and he'll do it through the power of his word. Now consider the thought, this thought uh, of determination. And and so your second one there, the word desire is the word determination. And and determination, this this is the word desire here by Peter. And would, would you say that you are determined to seek out the word of God? Are you determined in your heart to seek out the word of God? Are there things that enter into your life and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I need to consult with God? Or are we thinking to ourselves, I need to call so-and-so to figure this out, or I need to figure this out through somebody else, or I need to call someone? And and the reality is, is how many of us really get to the place to solve problems in our lives, we consult with God? We consult with His Word. We, We come to the Word of God first. We come to God first and say, God, what would you have me to do in this situation, with this problem? Uh, with this circumstance in my life, whatever it might be, how many of us really have that yearning in our heart to do this? This is a resolve that your day does not start until you have met with the Lord and have sought out His truth. And, And think about this. You're seeking out His truth from His Word. This is you going into the Word of God, and I believe we ought to do this. We ought to do it with purpose. We ought to go to God's Word with purpose. Now, Jim and Lori have bets, and I want you to know there's gambling going on in our church uh, you know, while we're trying to preach here because they're betting with one another who gets the next word that I put up on the screen there. And we need to put a, we need to, put a stop to this, right? <laughs> so, so they write them down first so they can't fib about it later on. So they're already writing the words down. And, uh, and believe me, I don't send these to Jim in advance. The last time I did it, he got them all wrong. So, and, uh, so but here it is. Uh, This is going into the Word of God with purpose. Let me ask you a question. Do you daily, think about this now, think about your life, think about your Christian life, do you daily go into the Word of God with purpose? Are you seeking it as hid treasure? Are you looking for something out of God's Word? And, And the desire should be to do just that. That should be our resolve. Would you consider yourself a determined believer desiring the sincere milk of the Word of God? Now, when I was little, my mom tells, told this story on me. She said, when I was little, she bottle-fed me, and, uh, and she said, 
that whenever I was hungry and she would get my bottle ready, she said my lips would already start moving like this. And she said when I would suck on my bottle, she said a bead of sweat would come right down this little cleft in my lip right here. She said, man, a bead of sweat would come off of you from where you were sucking on that bottle. She said, man, you wanted that milk. And I thought about how do I desire the Word of God the way I desired that milk when I was a kid? I know whenever we have desserts sometimes, boy, we want to dig in, don't we? How many of you think I'm only eating one piece of fudge? <laughs> I'm going to slice it and I'm only going to eat a little piece. And before the end of the evening, you realize more than a quarter of the fudge is gone. And it's in your belly because you had a desire to eat that stuff. The desire to do these things. And so here's the thing. Be mindful, and I want you to think about this. Be mindful that you, can, you start and end your day. Never look to the Word of God uh, and say, eh, it's unimportant. Always look to the Word of God. Start your day, end your day with the Word of God. Do something with it every day. If you look, to start with the Word of God will help you in your walk with God. Be determined. As an individual, be determined. You will not go a day without what we would call spiritual nourishment. Spiritual nourishment. Does the Bible not say that we are to uh, nourish ourselves in the Word of God? We're to be nourished up in the words of what? Faith, aren't we? And if you think about it, we need that nourishment. I believe the, the Holy Spirit resides in a saved man or woman. The Holy Spirit's in us. And God loves His Word, and I believe the Spirit of the Lord loves His Word. And we ourselves need to be nourished up in the words of faith. We need to take in that nourishment and that we need to stay strong. Now, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, let me give you a couple of verses. I just have them listed there for you, but listen to these. And, and I have them there so you can go and look at these. How many of you know thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path? How many of you just know that off the top of your head? Now I want to ask you something. How many of you apply that to your life? You say, I know that verse. I know. I know, but do we apply it? Is it really a lamp under your feet and a light under your path? As you think about this, 2 Timothy 3.16, listen to this, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and think of this, and is what? Profitable. Do you believe that? If all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, then why wouldn't I want to get into something that's profitable for me? If I told you folks, hey, listen, you give me 10 bucks, I'll turn it into 100 bucks tomorrow, this is profitable, and, and I can guarantee it for you, you'd say, that man's nuts. But if you gave me that $10 and I turned it into $100 the next day, and I told you, give me $100 now, I'll turn it into 1000 the next day, you'd say, that's crazy. And if you gave me that $100 and the next day I turned that into $1,000, I'd say, hey, what? I'll tell you what, you give me that $1,000 and I will turn it into $10,000 the following day. And you say, well, man, he's already turned that 10 into 100, that 100 into 1,000. That 1,000? Here's 1,000. Let him turn it into 10,000. Here's the thing. God's Word multiplies your spiritual growth. It can do it exponentially for you. And what it is is God's telling you it's profitable. If something's profitable, it's good, isn't it? It's helpful. It's useful. And so you need that profitable Scripture reading, Matthew 4.4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, <laughs> but by what? Every word, listen, that proceedeth out of the mouth of who? God. What's proceeded out of his mouth? 
It's right before us, isn't it? <laughs> and so we're not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of what? God. If I want to be nourished up in the words of faith, I'll be in the word of God. When you think about the scriptures, Romans 15, 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for your learning. We need to learn them. <laughs> it's healthy for us to learn, isn't it? Uh, he goes on and says in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is what? Quick and powerful and sharper than any what? Two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. Now listen to this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's deep, isn't it? How deep is God willing to go with us? And where does that come from? It comes from desiring the sincere milk of the Word. It's desiring that determination that I'm going to be in God's Word. God's Word is wonderful. It's powerful. God's Word says that here's where we'll get down to this level with you. We're even going to look at your thoughts and your intents. Wow. God said, I love you so much that I want you to understand that I care about what you're thinking and what your intentions are. <laughs> That's how much he loves us. And he wants our thoughts to be pure, and he wants our intents to be pure. Would you agree? So if it's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, he's coming down and saying, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm learning you from the inside out, and here's what I want you to do. You're going to be purified by my word. It's the word of God that nourishes up us, uh, us up. And so we need to be in it. We need to be on a steady diet of it. In 1 Timothy 4.13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. So what did we have to do? He said read. Now the challenge I have for you is this. If you desire the sincere milk of the word, you're going to be reading and studying the word of God. The exhortation is encouragement. And here's the thing. You're giving yourself over to this, to doctrine. What is doctrine? And you say to yourself, it's, it's, it's the learning. It, it is what is truth, and I'm taking that in. And so I want that doctrine. Second Timothy 2, 7 and 15, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. <laughs> who gives us understanding? If I want to understand something, who should I turn to? And so desire the sincere milk of the Word. If I do, I'm going to turn to God because He'll give me understanding in how many things? In all things. He goes on and says in verse 15, Study to show thyself what? Approved unto who? God. So the challenge for us tonight is this. In your day-to-day -day life as a Christian, what place does the Word of God hold in your life? What place does the Word of God hold in your life? In your day-to-day -day life, what place does it hold? Is it on the back burner? Or is it in the forefront of your life? Is it something that I give attendance to and, and take consideration of morning and night at the start of my day before my head hits the pillow? Do I have that determination in my heart? Do I go into the Word of God with purpose? Am I really seeking out God's Word? So be a determined believer. Have that spiritual determination to be in the Word of God in your life so that, listen, we can maintain that spiritual nourishment just like your body needs good nourishment, doesn't it? It needs solid food. What do we tell our children all the time? I'm not going to let you eat the cookies before what? Dinner, because what's going to happen? It's going to ruin your dinner, isn't it? It's not good to do those things. It's not good to eat snacks before dinner. Uh, a Snickers bar, no matter what Snickers is trying to sell you, they're trying to sell you down the line, it's not good to eat a Snickers bar before you eat dinner. But the thing of it is, is that 
to eat a healthy meal. And so to be healthy spiritually, you need to be in the Word of God. I believe it takes a steady diet of God's Word to mature as well. It takes a steady diet of God's Word to mature as well. Uh, when uh, you think about this, what reduces the appetite? It's wrong foods that reduce our appetite, doesn't it? Wrong foods do that to us. It reduces our appetite. I, I've shared with my children over and over again, I know McDonald's feels good when it's initially going down, but it'll be gone in a few minutes. And the thing of it is, is that, that you want a little bit more after you're done because it's never really that satisfying. It's not that nourishing to the body. And so I eat it and then I get hungry right away again. And so what he says here, he says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, notice that ye may grow thereby. That you're going to grow by this. And so this is also true of spiritual growth. It starts by eliminating what's found in verse 1. Didn't he say lay aside these things? He told us get rid of this stuff. That's not, that's not good for our spiritual diet. But here's what you do want in your diet. And he's telling us to eliminate these things and then put into effect what's found in verse 2. For spiritual growth to occur, we must lay aside, and I believe this with all my heart, wrong attitudes or wrong spirit, anything that will hinder our walk with God. For spiritual growth to occur, we must lay aside wrong attitudes and wrong spirits. And listen, that starts often by not having spent time in prayer or in the Word of God in your day. That's when wrong attitudes and wrong spirits start. And what it happens is selfishness clicks in. It's like a switch getting kicked on. And, and a wrong attitude will present itself. A wrong heart will present itself. If you stop feeding, and I believe this, if you stop feeding off of the Scriptures, if you stop feeding off of the Scriptures, you'll start feeding on something else. If you stop feeding off of the Scriptures, you're going to start feeding off of something else. What are you eating spiritually? What are you taking in spiritually? Hey, listen, uh, the world, the flesh, and Satan's looking for that opportunity. <laughs> And they'll feed you anything you want. Anything you want just to make you happy. God says, I want to feed you my word to keep you spiritually strong. Now, I, I do believe that whenever we look at this, you'll stop growing and miss the grace that's given unto us by our Savior. The desire of the Lord is that we grow by His word. And when you're not growing, I believe you're moving backwards. I never believe, and folks, listen, and you may say, well, Pastor, that's just an opinion. And I'll tell you, yeah, it probably is, but I'm going to tell you this. If you're not growing in your Christian life, you're going backwards because you're not standing still. You are not standing still. You're either moving forward or you're going backwards. And you are not standing still in your Christian life. And the thing of it is, is that if I'm not advancing, I must be retreating. And you need to be in the Word of God to advance in the Word of God. And, and what I'm t challenging you with is this. Uh, the desire uh, of the Lord is that we grow and therefore, if you do not determine to be in His Word, the ability to grow spiritually is what I call stunted. <laughs> It'll stop. And you're going to go backwards. You're going to go backwards. And, and, and what happens to us is we have to be in the Word of God. We have to desire it. So spiritual growth also, spiritual growth also occurs on purpose. And you must be determined to have a time with the Lord. Let me ask you something, and, and just think about this now. You don't have to raise your hands or anything. Do you make a date with the Lord? Do you make a time to meet with Him? Do you have a purposeful date that you would, just like you would put a doctor's appointment on your schedule? <laughs> Do you have an appointment with God? 
Now, God wants you to make an appointment with Him every day, including Sunday. Just because you're coming to church doesn't mean you don't need to meet with God before you get here. But just like you would put a doctor's appointment on your schedule, do you have an appointment to meet with God? Do you have an appointment to, that you've set up a time to meet with Him? And, 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 and as you think about this, I thought about put it on your calendar. I mean, we, we got our iPhones. You can, uh, my wife has, uh, I don't know, in the morning I hear about 30 different alarms go off. I say, well, what's that one for? And what's that one for? And they all sound different. She knows exactly what they're for. And she says, well, this is for this, and this is for this, and this is for this. And so she's got all these alarms on her phone. One of the alarms is so that she gets up and gets into her Bible. That's one of the alarms on her phone. And it reminds her to go grab her Bible and, and read her Bible. And so the idea is that she's got all these alarms on her phone, but we got all kinds of ways to meet with God, don't we? We've got all kinds of ways to remind us to meet with God. And what it is, is do you have a date with God every day? Make sure you do not avoid a time with Him and His Word. John 14, 26, how many of you know that passage? And He told us this, He said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And I always say this when I read that verse. If you don't read this, how's he going to bring anything to your remembrance? How's he going to remind you of anything? If you don't know what this says, how's he going to bring anything to your remembrance? What are you going to remember? And so the Holy Ghost is our teacher, isn't he? He's going to bring things to our remembrance, and so that's his desire. Now why? Notice this right here. A newborn, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Grow thereby. Now let me give you some verses on growing. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and also in 14, 20, he said, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Here's the thing. Spiritual growth is the same. Spiritual growth is the same. There's a time that you've got to move on. And what it is is that you know the basics, but it's time to, to get into the meat, isn't it? And are you getting into the meat of the Word of God? There's a, there's a time for growth. And, and so God wants us to grow. In 1420, He said, Brother, be not children in understanding. Be not children in understanding. If I'm not going to be a child in understanding, then I'm going to know the doctrines of the Scriptures, aren't I? I'm going to know the teachings of God's Word. I'm going to know the, 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 what it has to say. And he says, he says, Brethren, be not children in understanding. And, and, and he says this, Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. In other words, grow up, isn't it? Grow up in what you know. Grow up in understanding of the Word of God. In Ephesians 4, 13 through 15, till we all come in the unity of faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Time to grow up. Grow up. He's saying, desire the sincere milk of the Word. Have a determination. Have a purpose. Go after God's Word, and you will begin to grow. <laughs> You'll begin to grow in the Word of God. In, in Colossians 2, 6, and 7, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Now listen, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as ye have been taught. God said it's time to, to build up. <laughs> you got the roots. If you're saved, you've been rooted. Amen? <laughs> 
And now it's time to build on that root. It's time to grow uh, in the Word of God. And in 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18, or in 3, uh, uh, 17 and 18, he said, But grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow, right? In grace and in knowledge. Now, why all that? <laughs> Look at verse 3. He's saying, desire the sincere milk of the word, if so be ye have tasted. That's the word, tasted. Tasted. This has the idea of the enjoyment of the experience. <laughs> now, I told you when I was a kid, there used to be an ice cream truck that used to come around our neighborhood, and they would sell bomb pops. Have you ever heard of bomb pops? I think they call them firecrackers now, but they were a three-colored popsicle, and they were red, white, and blue. Man, when I was a kid, for a whole quarter, and to me, when I was a kid, they looked like they were that big around. Now I go in the store and they look like they're about this big around, and I'm thinking, a one? And it's gone, you know what I mean? And uh, when I was a kid, but I remember Brother Mike, I'd get them things, man, on a hot summer day, man, chasing him down with my bicycle to get that quarter in that guy's hand so I could get me one of them bomb pops, man, I'd be eating one of them, Jacob, and it'd be just running down my arm, and I'd be like... Because I wanted to taste every drop. I didn't want to lose a bit of it. Man, I was enjoying the experience. You know what I mean? And as it melted, it tasted better all the way down. God's saying in this passage, He said, If so be ye have tasted the enjoyment of the experience of the graciousness of God. The enjoyment of the experience of the graciousness of God. So here's the idea. Through your spiritual determination, you're able to be in the Word of God, which helps you to grow spiritually. What does that do? Well, it exposes us to the goodness of God, to the kindness of God, to the graciousness of God, doesn't it? It exposes us to all kinds of things. And so that's God's challenge for our hearts.